0: I what you have to do against this guy. Yeah, I'm more in the mood for a beer right now. Um. <laughs> well, hello listeners in podcast land. Welcome to The Backhanders here. We bring you all the ins and the outs from this, the great game of tennis, covering each tennis slam and unafraid to slam tennis. And with me in the studio, in person is the god of the pod, the king of spin, the totem of tennis, Catters, Catters, welcome! Lightning, so
1: good to be with you on this
0: auspicious date. Mm.
1: Only don't, mm, as if you know what I'm about to say. We, <laughs> this podcast is strictly unscripted, so don't feign interest in what a truth bomb I'm about to drop on you. But this auspicious date being only five thousand eight hundred forty-one sleeps, lightning, mm. till we again claim. Australian women's tennis glory when Ash Barty's 16-year-old takes to the court and claims what's rightfully ours, and that is success. So I've been like a kid on Christmas Eve lightning if that Christmas is taking place in exactly 16 and a half years' time when we can unwrap our present, which as spectators we have deserved our entire life, and that is Australian women's tennis success. Spawn of Barty, sob, For short, we will now refer to this (laughs) childish sob is soon going to be on its way to deliver us from the desert experience that I feel we have in store for decades to come, Lightning.
0: You're, of course, referring to the fact, Kat, is that Barty has been getting jiggy with it now that she's away from the game and is pregnant, so... The picture's starting to look a little clearer as to why she's retired. Huge news, though, cutters.
1: Wonderful for us. Mm. Uh, We were fairly critical of her at the time, Mm. not really understanding her intentions. Mm. And that was to create a whole new generation of successful athletes. Mm -hmm. And for that, if you're willing to sacrifice one's body to that cause, then sign me up. (laughs) And I did on an online petition (laughs) to be the sperm donor for SOB. It was quickly rejected by the yeah, courts. I was um, trying to
0: work out why he wanted me to put that in an envelope and send it <laughs> off to Copenhagen, so thanks she, for the clarity. She, <laughs>
1: <laughs> she evaluated the options and having a buff, very sporty, active husband that she has versus... Bringing that child's tennis ability down to fifty percent, but with great broadcasting slash podcasting <laughs> potential, you. Thank you. she sought to go with the former. I can't mm. blame her for that. Mm. What can I say, Lightning? My man seed might be better, so <laughs> <laughs> might be better scattered on other more fertile ground.
0: <laughs> and of course, she—it seems obvious, Cutters—that she's attempting to emulate Serena in winning a slam whilst pregnant. I can only assume this is part of her wanting to better her own legacy by coming back and playing pregnant. Surely that's on the cards. Oh, I
1: had not considered that Must as an be. option. That Must is a be. great suggestion. Yep. Do you think she needs any practice at all in the
0: lead-up, or is she still match fit? No, no. Ash Barty could rise from the ashes, so to speak, and she could play right now, particularly with the women's field, as level and as low as it currently is. In fact, I'm going to go out and predict that she'll win this one. Uh, Late entry, wild card entry, on the dawn of the tournament, Ash Barty for Australian Open 2023. You heard it here first, folks.
1: I will see your slightly ambitious statement and raise you a later-term pregnancy Grand Slam. Okay. Anyone can win a slam in the first trimester. The first (laughs) trimester, and I hate to say this as a man, because apparently I'm not qualified to speak out on this. Piece of piss, Lightning. Let's get into the third trimester, which is lining up beautifully for Flushing Meadows, where she'll be about eight months pregnant, ready to pop. The
0: idea of lifting the cup whilst crowning will be a fantastic Photographic opportunity To have that Raising the cup Slash Simba moment At the same time Putting the child In the cup That uh, yeah, would be amazing Crowning the champ As she crowns the champ
1: <laughs> Wonderful lightning Synchronicity To this whole thing So But she's not the only Esteemed tennis player
0: Catters You didn't tell me Congratulations Fantastic
1: the technology's not quite there right. yet, Lightning. Um, I would love to say that I've learned a thing or two from that Schwarzenegger documentary from the <laughs> mid-90s. However, I am proud to let you know that Naomi Osaka no. is now with child.
0: No, Amy. Oh. <laughs> There you go. There'd been rumours swirling about her not attending this Open. She's just recently withdrawn. That completes the picture cutters. Naomi Osaka, Spawn of Naomi. Yes. Son. Yes. So Sob and Son.
1: <laughs> Sobin Son, oh, the next wow. generation. No, it's Spawn of Osaka, so it's Sue. <laughs> Sue, <laughs> which you'll see me chanting in the stands. <laughs> Throughout, funnily enough, only Novak Djokovic's (laughs) matches in the early rounds.
0: Fans were a lot more nuanced than we'd
1: realised well ahead of their time. Exactly. So, fantastic news Mm. and a brilliant rivalry that we were actually robbed of will finally take place in about two decades' time when these two little champs battle it out. Because, let's face it, right in the prime of both careers these women are walking away yeah, for fairly dubious reasons, if you ask me.
0: <laughs> Great news is it will be a fascinating matchup to see a 95-year-old Venus playing <laughs> the son or daughter of either Naomi Osaka and Ash Barty. It's,
1: it's beautiful. you know. And again, not to come back to the gene pool, but I think I'm going to have my money on Barty because she's obviously married your average Aussie bloke. Gary. Gary. looks like a guy with a great work ethic, great golfer, mm. all-round sporting bloke. Naomi mm. Osaka, rapper. <laughs> so I don't know, unless the TikTokification of tennis occurs over the next 20 years, Lightning, and a tie break is replaced with a rap battle, I think I know who I'm betting
0: on. A tie break dance. <laughs> Oh Well, well said, Katz. Thank you for the update. Two unfortunate outs, even though they'll soon pump out some other outs in probably about nine months' time. But despite their loss to this tournament this year, we're ready for the Australian Open, Catters. We're here in Melbourne, you and I both, here to see the circus that's in town. It's summer, it's pumping heat, there's noise, there's music, there's colour, there's vibrancy around because the circus is in town. You must be excited to be in Melbourne for the Australian Open, Catters.
1: Absolutely lightning and it's looking cherry ripe. Mm. People are primed. The public here are chomping at the bit to get under the big top. Yep. And see what is in store for this tournament.
0: Absolutely. I, I've heard they've even got Hugh Jackman to they've given him a late wild card.
1: Fantastic. So he'll choice. be playing
0: in some of the early rounds. Wonderful. Uh the greatest showman yes. is in town. And speaking of the greatest showman, Novak Djokovic is also back. The great conjurer <laughs> who's found his way through immigration, navigated all the turnstiles, is in the country, which is interesting because he's both Condra and also the elephant in the room. So he's two characters <laughs> in this grand circus that is the Australian Open.
1: Yeah, and Lightning, even just as an Australian public needing to prepare ourselves for the high-wire death-defying act that mm-hmm. is Nick Kyrios trying to navigate his way through the early rounds.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. And any ensuing legal battles. So let's hope he has a good safety net of a good legal team. Exactly. Uh, depending on what claims he makes en route to victory. Because
1: strangely, last time round at the Circus Lightning, Kyrgios had had a run-in with a bearded woman. One he
0: claimed had 700 beards. <laughs> That's right. That didn't end well. Uh, It won't But this circus, Catters, will be a grand one This will be the greatest show Don't you worry about that It is the 2023 Australian Open I am very excited to hear what has got you excited What's got me excited As we begin the week that is the Australian Open I've got nothing in my head I'm just
1: really excited And I want to hug the whole stadium
0: So in this come on segment, Kat, what is it? That's got you so excited. Lightning, I can't go past
1: the phenomenon that is one Venus Williams mm-hmm. making headlines. It's it's hard to overstate the achievements of this elderly lady, is it fair to say? I mean, It's it's not fair to say, but that's never stopped you before, Kat. <laughs> I don't think the public understand. There are not many survivors of the Titanic that went on <laughs> To achieve anything of note, (laughs) let alone win consistent titles from the year 1994 to Mm -hmm. current. Mm -hmm. And let's slip in a little sweetener lightning, and that is Venus Williams winning a match Mm -hmm. in New Zealand Mm -hmm. last week in Auckland. Yes. Fantastic effort. Amazing. Definitely won. Yes. Definitely had an opponent. Yes. Yes. I can verify that.
0: It's it's reeking of
1: legitimacy to this point. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, it's difficult because New Zealand still pre-internet. Yes. We generally get word from <laughs> carrier <laughs> pigeon. Exactly. Yes. And as I was having that pigeon tap it out in Morse code <laughs> with its beak, I couldn't quite make out the legitimacy because apparently Venus Williams defeated one Katie volley nets
0: (laughs) no, in the first round of Auckland.
1: (laughs) Now I can only imagine this conversation as she dials up the operator from Auckland's (laughs) only telecommunications center to her dear sister in the United States and says, Serena, I just got a win. And Serena nearly falls off her chair, but sounds confident and says, wonderful Venus. Who did you beat? Oh, it's a fellow American. Okay, great. (laughs) Katie McNally. Is it... The Danimal, Collins, no, 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 it's um, it's Katie. <laughs> Katie, oh, I'm Katie who? I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> Katie who? <laughs> uh, Katie
0: volinets <laughs> volinets yes, Katie
1: <laughs>
0: And I'm due to face Jemima Serveball in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> you might know her. She used to, she used to play on the the women's circuit doubles
1: with uh, Rebecca Ace. Yeah, really cool girl. So she's losing it, Venus, But I just want to support her.
0: Uh, what she's not losing, though, cutters, is any more ranking places because currently she's one thousand and three in the world. <laughs>
1: Oh, I just thought that was her age
0: (laughs) That's right, the first cup that she won was actually the Holy Grail
1: From 1003 AD I saw her presented on Antiques Roadshow the other day And
0: And the host thought that she was the antique rather than the item (laughs)
1: Fantastic effort and a real ornament to the game
0: that will go for a fortune on antique roadshow.
1: <laughs> and by ornament, I mean get her stuffed and placed in the <laughs> tennis hall of fame. <laughs> Lightning, can you beat a geriatric?
0: <laughs> I'm asking for a friend who's
1: seeking some legal advice. His uh, no, his what's friend? Katie
0: Volley Nets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It might be Benjamin Can't Serve. No, Lightning, what's your come on?
0: Cutters, what has got me so excited is the event we've just seen here in Australia for the first time, the United Cup, which is an Mm. exceptional event because it does what we do not see enough of in the world of tennis, and that is men and women together. Mm. They've held it in three cities, in Perth, in Sydney and in Brisbane. And I've loved it. It's been a fantastic event, albeit the walk in between venues (laughs) takes a little longer than I'm used to between show courts at the Open. And I love that.
1: Separate
0: the wheat from the chaff. If you're a real fan, (laughs) you'll take that (laughs) trek. From Perth to Brisbane. You will start your journey across the Simpson Desert in time for next year's 2024 I see United
1: so states. many of these Johnny-come-latelys <laughs> at Wimbledon
0: taking their segue from court three to yeah. four. Losers. Losers. Jumping in their horse-driven cart between show courts three and four. Exactly. Well, none of that here, cutters is held in different cities. So you had to climb the pinnacle. You had to travel different states to win the tournament. And cutters. I mean, I've loved that. I've loved that. And the fact that it's nation-based, it's between some of the powerhouse tennis nations. We're talking teams like France and Italy and the United States and Germany and Croatia and Switzerland and Poland who just have all-star players and have for a long time. Mm. Having said that, Carter, there are some blemishes. And when you need to fill a tournament (laughs) with... Sufficient countries, you also find other countries slip in. Countries like Brazil and Bulgaria (laughs) and other not-so-noted countries or might have one superstar player like Kazakhstan but then drop off fairly quickly. Katz, let me give you an example. This year featured Norway. Norway. We can picture tennis players from Norway that are quite good. However, the depth in Norway is not one we've written home about. One quirk of this tournament, Cat, is is it's multiple players, multiple men, multiple women. So, sure, great first player, but who's your second string player? So, for Norway, they enter the tournament with world number two, Kasper Rud. Big start, strong start, supported unably by a couple of others, one of which is Andrea Petrovic, who's ranked 1,000... 274 in the world, stepping onto court with or without a racket, and in both those scenarios would perform just the same. Cut as, it, it makes a mockery of this tournament.
1: Absolutely, Lightning. And the idea that they also have on-court coaching. So you yes. have a captain of that team yes. that had to somehow manage the insane chasm of ability... <laughs> Between world number two and world number two hundred over Venus, which I think is <laughs> how it is now, the
0: index, the new C yes. <laughs> E exactly. yes. A D matrix, exactly a V
1: two hundred plus player. <laughs> um,
0: what do you expect, Lightning? You know oh.
1: what the heck are you doing? Casper comes around at the change of ends. You just be like. Just a gentle nod of acknowledgement. This guy has his shit together. He knows what he's doing. Stay out of this man's way and just make sure there's nothing loose on the ground that could trip him up on the way to a certain victory. The other guy, your V200, where do you start? You know, you can imagine him having a small little whiteboard where he's teaching him the rules of the game, where to serve from, trying to figure out whether he's left-handed
0: or right-handed at the change of ends. And the mixed doubles is comical because they end up just saying, you hide behind the net, just lie down there, I'll take it from here. You have the coach teaching the fetal
1: position
0: and confiscating their racket. Before the first serve. That's right. Once the ball's in play, you come back to me. You come back here. You sit down here.
1: Every time I have a bagel, I'm just trying. Before the match, I'm just thinking, okay, today I better don't eat the bagel today.
0: It is time for that segment, the fed Fed up and the poo, poo, fill a poo down segment in which we look at that which is on the rise and that which is on the decline. Cutters, start us off. Give us your fed up. Give us your poo down. Lightning,
1: my fed up is a response to the haters. Mm-hmm. As you know, there's a lot of haters out there. Yeah, I get a lot of mails, oh, a lot of telegrams, a lot of horse heads on my bed. <laughs> the amount of times that I have to change the linen... It's a good excuse to... I'm not good at washing linen at the best of times, Lightning. So, <laughs> so there's a silver lining mm-hmm. to every horse head, as no <laughs> one said ever. But Lightning, innovation is something that Um, the sport needs that you and I appreciate. mm. We loved when they replaced those annoying lines people with technology. Oh, totally. The perfect world would be a court with no people, Mm -hmm. mono and mono,
0: no chair umpires, no crowds, just... The day we play robot versus robot, (laughs) I'll be a happy man, catters.
1: Absolutely. And... What I'm seeing right here at the moment is a trend amongst players to try and get an edge. Mm. We've seen it with the rackets. There's mm. only so big you can make your racket. When Michael Chang invented that racket that looked more like a butterfly catcher, <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: the funny thing is that bloke was six foot three. We all assumed he was really small, but actually he's had a ginormous racket.
1: <laughs> That's right. It's all proportional. So players trying to get an advantage. Lightning. Recent example. Hiya, Georgie. Camilla Georgie of Italy. Now, what do you do when your tennis racket can only get so big? (laughs) When your diet is fine-tuned to perfection? When you have an army of coaches around you who are imparting wisdom, yet you're not getting that next step? I say, find a fake COVID vaccine and (laughs) pump yourself with it. Inject it daily. Tell people you're a diabetic. I don't care. Just keep juicing on that fake Pfizer. And that's what she's been doing, Lightning. She what? has found a mystery elixir, allegedly, I must say, in case this podcast is listened to by major anyone, players really. within mm. the Italian judicial system, <laughs> or anyone, to your point. But Giorgi has managed to take this vaccine, tour around the world, They roll out the red carpet, you're vaxxed, great, come on in. Mm. The problem is, Lightning, Mm. she still isn't vaxxed. And that is a real problem. Mm. Because what sort of message is it sending to the kids Mm. out there? I've seen a lot of children in the streets since I've been back in Melbourne, asking their parents, was that a vaccine? Was it a placebo? Are you my real parents? Was I adopted? Is this Melbourne? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of questions being asked there is. and you should have seen since this revelation came out pre-Christmas lightning, the amount of flat earthers that have just been converted <laughs> in the past three weeks. I'm starting to believe that yeah. everything is a hoax.
0: Yeah, it, it will be a tough run getting back to Copenhagen with the flat earth. Because <laughs> that you I believe it.
1: I'm still yet to figure <laughs> out my path.
0: That's right. Don't go the wrong way.
1: Don't go the <laughs> wrong way. It won't be by boat like all of those (laughs) ignorant people, Lightning. Put it that way. So beyond Camilla Georgie, you also Mm. have the revelation that Fernando Vadasco.
0: Why, why, why? Vadasco.
1: Part-time poet. Mm. Full-time sex machine. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Beautiful man, Lightning. I think he's about early 40s now. Mm. Still strutting his stuff on the uh, tennis court. Yeah, And playing tennis occasionally (laughs) as well. (laughs) Can often be seen just strutting his stuff on a tennis court. No racket in hand, which would make him still more qualified to be the second player in the United Cup. But Lightning, he has been busted, can we say, or questioned over the diagnosis of suddenly being ADHD. He's been taking ADHD medication and... As a result, he is super focused on court. Mm. You should see how many Sudokos he's solving at the change of ends. <laughs> this guy is seeing new levels. His strut is so methodical at the moment, Katz, and I'd wondered why. It's incredible. During mm. the US tour, he didn't show up to some of the matches because he made his way through to the final phase of Jeopardy. and He is just <laughs> incredible at the moment. Such is the laser-like focus of Vadasco. Mm. There's been questions raised about this because they weren't sure about the later-in-life ADHD. I'm not questioning that. Plenty of adults have mm. been diagnosed with ADHD. Mm. However, it has brought into question the medication. Yes. And suddenly, for players to have this single-minded yes. focus, mm. some of these players on the medication have requested multiball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> such is their ability to lock in. So for his Jedi-like mind tricks... I would say a big fed up to Vadasco. I could see him getting to number one mm. at Cambridge in <laughs> astrophysics <laughs> and potentially also improving his tennis game oh, on the side. I
0: was to say, if he could play tennis, could you imagine <laughs> the heights he could get to?
1: And lightning for my poo down, mm. it is the disgraceful nation of New Zealand. Mm. Mm. Never been a fan of our neighbours to the east. I think you will recall that... Many years ago, I started a movement to try and invade said country um, for their own sake. Lightning, it's saving them from themselves. (laughs) They're a primitive folk. And whilst being naive, (laughs) country bumpkins can be somewhat charming and endearing in some sort of strange mixed up world. It's 2023, Mm. and these Mm. little Kiwis need to hold themselves responsible for sabotaging Mm. our great tournament that is the Australian Open. Yeah. So last week, Auckland tends to be a fairly safe bet in January. The weather's pretty stable over there, unlike its people, so I hear. (laughs) Across the Tasman, massive deluge, huge storms. Strike one, New Zealand. What are your weather people doing over there? They were clearly on holidays. No one gave a warning. Yeah. So some of these international superstars rock up on their arc, start playing, flash flooding as anticipated, even on the mainland here. We could see that coming. But did they listen? Nay. So they moved to indoor. Ironically, indoor. The dry court was more slippery than playing out in a once in a hundred years storm. So we start seeing players go down. Yeah. Emma Raducanu, mm. major foot injury. Yeah. Slips on court. Venus Williams oh. loses her walking frame. Legs out from underneath her. Has to pull out from the Australian Open. Oh. Diego Schwartzman.
0: Disney Diego.
1: Disney Diego. Major injury, withdraws from the Australian Open.
0: Wow, so it was like seeing Disney on ice. (laughs) It was exactly like
1: seeing Disney on ice. And how dare you people of New Zealand? I would have thought you would have treated one of your own hobbits a little better down there. (laughs) But the Middle Earth conditions claimed another victim, Lightning. So I don't know where we go from here. Again, invasion is my (laughs) strong preference, but... (laughs) Watch this space going forward. <laughs> Lightning, what's your fed up?
0: My fed up, catter's mimics your sentiments around innovation. We love on this podcast whenever tennis attempts to evolve from the dark ages of grass and wooden rackets and boring sport to slightly more interesting sport <laughs> with some more technological additions. And is, I do like that tennis are recognising that as a boring sport, they need to find new ways to engage people. Mm. That the old left-right, left-right head-watching of the stands is not cutting it anymore, particularly for our TikTokers, mm. particularly for those who need a bit more pizzazz. Our generation. Our generation, Kat, is The generation, the only <laughs> legitimate generation. And Kat, is the way tennis are doing that currently, jumping onto streaming platforms. They are releasing... Very, very soon, a Netflix special called Breaking Point, mm. following the drive to survive kind of phenomenon that Formula One put out there. Finally, tennis are up with it. So I want to give them a nod. I want to say congrats. You're finally moving in the direction you need to. Kat is I can't help but wonder what we're going to see, what it's going to be like. Like, I'm fascinated what this behind-the-scenes documentary style is going well, to reveal about the game of tennis.
1: Well, you're in luck, Lightning, because, of course, us being the well-respected global force in tennis journalism that we are. Yeah. I happened to attend the premiere a couple of nights ago in Sydney and got a little sneak peek but as I, to what we have.
0: I I didn't I didn't get invited. No, no, the... no, no.
1: There was a plus one, but I felt that Trixie, who I swiped right on, um <laughs> So Calm you... is a wonderful thing the night before and once I <laughs> Taught her the basics of tennis. I felt like she was the right candidate (laughs) to really soak in the intricacies of the great game.
0: So in a two-person podcast, (laughs) your plus one did not include the other podcast host. Should never have made you the forwarding mail address.
1: (laughs) Read the fine print, Lightning. No passengers allowed. So... (laughs) I attended that, and what a great glimpse into the wonderful game of tennis. It is warts and all, Lightning. Some of the warts on Nick Kyrgios's left (laughs) ankle are horrific in 4K high definition. (laughs) But you see everything, and it's wonderful. I don't want to spoil too much of it, because I know many of our listeners out there will be interested in what there is in terms of insights beyond what you obviously receive from this podcast. (laughs) Uh, but I found a few things interesting that I just wanted to highlight, Lightning. Things
0: that kind of
1: had slipped off my radar over the last 12 months, to okay. be perfectly honest. Dominic Team, who we know has yeah, been missing yeah. the last couple of seasons. Yes, yes. Um, just to get that inside view on the fact that he decided to move to New Mexico and cook meth out of his caravan there. <laughs> um Brilliant, brilliant spin-off Surprising, part yeah. of the series that I hadn't anticipated. Yes. And, um,
0: breaking serve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: breaking serve. Arena Sabalenka hooking up with her half-brother and slaying a dragon on one of the outside <laughs> courts at Flushing Meadows. Again, had completely eluded my gaze last year. And the ongoing saga subplot that was Margaret Court falling gravely ill and Serena and Venus jostling for Marg's legacy (laughs) to formally receive the full goat succession (laughs) uh, was wonderful. (laughs) Just really relatable content, Lightning. Very familiar in some ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't invited, so I haven't seen it, but I'm kind of assuming there might have been like a friends behind the scenes kind of sense with maybe... A Gems Life kind of feel becoming the Ross and Rachel kind of character. Will they,
1: won't they? Yes. And it is very much like Friends in that Novak Djokovic didn't feature at all.
0: Yes. Yes. So, yeah. (laughs) Very much. So, Cat is – that's my fed up. My poo down was the Adelaide International. Mm. Uh, Well, it's a fairly standard event, being in Adelaide. And, of course, their marketing team, who's taken a three-year absence and failing to – Brand the second tournament they have following the Adelaide One tournament, labeling it the Adelaide Two <laughs> International, uh, and yet it, it kind of summarizes what that whole event is. Cutters, it's a poo down because it is just a half-assed, low-grade tennis tournament. And for me, it was categorized most clearly in the fact that there's players playing good players, really good players, and yet on the side of the court there are tables. And at those tables, there's people eating and there's table service going on. So, there's these shots of standard-looking tennis and it pans back only to see courtside people munching on donuts and sipping their wine. And there's just something so whacked out about it, the whole scenario.
1: Absolutely. I mean, wine and donuts, that just does reek of (laughs) South Australian cuisine lightning. (laughs) But you're right. I did see it on television and it had this odd kind of 1950s cabaret, local RSL, like you're almost expecting <laughs> at the change of ends, some washed up comedian to come on or even the players themselves. You know, you have Victoria as just after acing her first serve, turning to the crowd and saying, so it was 1993 and I was down on my luck. Just having this crowd eating out of the palm of her hand while they munch on their lobster
0: so it was an odd, odd <laughs> totally. experience. Particularly when they turned over their racket and played the handle like a clarinet to the, <laughs> the audience. It was a bizarre. Cabaret is the perfect description, Cutters. It just had that kind of bar seating. And in midpoint, you just hear someone coming out. Table 23, <laughs> your veal <laughs> <Il> Parnajana's ready. <laughs> Ta- table 23.
1: But it does bring in a new public, which I like, a new audience lightning, mm. you know. Once they got over the disappointment that Barbara Streisand wasn't going to be performing, <laughs> they seemed to warm to this foreign sport that was taking place literally on the edge of their table. It's yeah. a very odd
0: thing. Totally. They started blowing their cigar <laughs> rings in the direction of their preferred player.
1: Heartwarming <laughs> gesture lightning.
0: The only
1: thing I can recommend from here on in is that the marketing stuff for Adelaide 1 and Adelaide 2, mm. get in touch with a certain Spanish doctor who's good at prescribing ADHD medication <laughs> and get your eye back on the ball for next year's tournament. For me personally, how I deal with it was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. But each person deals with it differently.
0: Well, it is time on the dawn of this tournament, Catters, to offer up the pearls of wisdom that are our predictions. Uh, No doubt, people are awaiting these to throw their money around, based very much on what we're about to offer them. So, Catters, heading in, who are your predictions?
1: Well, Lightning, for the women's, Mm -hmm. I am predicting Iga Sviontek.
0: Iga, which (laughs) one's that? That's the, the dominant player that never loses right okay. yeah yeah the that's adventurous yeah yeah okay the one
1: who's is on about three times the championship points of anyone else in the race
0: a yeah, bold
1: bold declaration that's right i just feel lightning that she's in pole position good i think uh she's ready as just to pole vault her way <laughs> into the title <laughs> against what i can only describe as an appalling opposition um <laughs> And that's me having used up all of my pun quota for the year. So I'll just exit stage (laughs) right here. (laughs) And for the men's, I am going for Taylor Fritz. The big American who I think is in great form. Red hot form. And... Came close last year in terms of reaching that upper echelon of players. Wasn't quite able to do it in the slams. But one at Indian Wells feels like he's gone the next level. And if he encounters any injury along the way, we know that won't be a factor. Because he has unencumbered access to Dr. Fritz. So, yeah. Yeah who I believe will be an honorary VIP guest at next year's (laughs) Auckland Open. (laughs) What are your predictions, Lightning?
0: It's a very open field. No Federer, a half-baked Nadal, Medvedev not in great nick, and now world number one, Alcaraz out with an abdominal injury. He injured just this last week his semimimbranosus muscle in his right leg. So, I mean, if I had a broken dinosaur in my leg too. I'd struggle (laughs) to play tennis, so he had to pull out. He was a Tyrannosaurus Rex, I believe. Um, I still had a few in my quota left, so I thought I'd just sneak them in. So, Catters, with such an open field, don't be surprised if Hugh Jackman sneaks deep Mm. into the tournament. But if he is unable to carry on, it's hard to go past Djokovic. Mm. And, you know, a man who's won this thing, what, Nine times? It's very hard to look past the man. So that's the men's side. On the women's side, Katas, you've taken Schwantek. I'll go a point of difference. Such an open side beyond that dominant woman. I'm going to go Sabalenka, Mm. a woman who's getting on top of some of her service worries. And if she can slay that dragon that is her serving yips, (laughs) then she could do all right in this tournament. And Mm. She tends to on hard court. So Djokovic on the men's, Sabalenka, On the women's. And we often feature a horse, Catters. What's it going to be this year?
1: Yeah, so our new category, I think, should be based on the fact that tennis is finding its way into the 21st century. Mm. The new Netflix series, it's becoming more of a show. Mm. And I think for that reason, we need to acknowledge and reward that horse that brings the entertainment both on and off the court. Who's going to pull the biggest surprise? Who's going to provide the biggest personal insight mm. beyond being pregnant and bowing out? Yeah. And for that, we should call them the show horse. Good. And my show horse is Ons Jabur
0: Oh, okay. I feel what, that are gonna say? what are well, we going to see? What are we to Well, it's say? a good
1: question. I'm not quite sure, but she's so popular at the moment. Mm-hmm. She's the first Arabic woman to have reached a Grand Slam final. Mm-hmm. She is doing wonderful things on and off the court. I have a feeling that we could see her make a run for the Tunisian presidential election. Oh, yes. Just brushing up on my Tunisian (laughs) geopolitics over the weekend. Uh,
0: What's she going to do on her off day (laughs) (laughs) mid-tournament? Exactly. And
1: what am I going to do whilst trying to focus on the United Cup? So boning up on a little bit of... Political intel. <laughs> I have a feeling that she might surprise us in one of her press conferences this mm. week. Who is your show horse?
0: Yes. Well, when the show is not the tennis, but that which is happening beyond the game itself, Cutters. It's oh, it's hard to go past the the constant circus that is Holger Rune. Yes. If you could give me the correct Danish pronunciation.
1: Oh, no, you absolutely nailed it, Jeez, Lightning. Come with on, seventeen R's.
0: Oh, excellent. Well, Cutters with his shaky grasp of any culturally appropriate sensitivities, don't be surprised that if he opens his mouth, and you heard it here first, he will, there'll be uh, no shortage of racist slurs, offensive comments. There'll be legal teams waiting. And don't be surprised if we see a Novak 22 and the man's deported mid-tournament. I I reckon he's going to go... He has a massive ceiling in his game. He has a massive ceiling in his offensive behaviour too. (laughs) So don't be surprised if he, mid-tournament, is drag kicking and screaming back through immigration and uh, it's the last we see of him. So a a bold claim, but I I think it'll come through.
1: Unless he heeded the friendly advice of Stan Varenka at the end of last year's season where at the net greeted him and said, word of advice, don't be such a f***ing baby, (laughs) which hopefully he's taken to heart. Uh, In the off-season, although he did post a couple of days later on Instagram that he genuinely expects to be world
0: number one this year. Yes. (laughs) The epitome of staying in one's lane is our Holgerun. Well, it is time to bid you adieu and dive into the 2023 Australian Open. It awaits in just a few days' time. But until we meet again, make sure you join us through our socials on Insta and Facebook with our handle the backhanders but in the meantime if you are considering being a sperm donor but you're not willing to go through the proper and appropriate channels and find yourself instead dming top 20 tennis players oh geez just remember to be quiet please